Did you know that Coca-Cola's bottle design was inspired from a cocoa bean? If you didn't, let's talk about it. Welcome to Design Dive, the podcast that explores design that is all around us every Wednesday in just 10 to 15 minutes so you can get on with your day. My name is Chris Downs, and whether you're a designer or simply just curious about how design impacts our everyday life, you're in the right place. So let's dive in. Today, we're going to be talking about the Coca-Cola bottle. It really is an amazing history of an iconic design that is known all around the world. We'll talk about everything from its design to the cultural impact that it has had up to today and talk about the journey of this just truly design classic. It all started in 1899. There were some lawyers by the name of Joseph Whitehead and Benjamin Thomas that were trying to seek for Coca-Cola to get out of just being in soda fountains. Up until then, it was a very successful drink, and its success was proven when they first launched Coca-Cola in soda fountains. There was an average of nine drinks sold per day in 1886, but in 14 years, by 1900, it reached nationwide availability. So it was extremely popular and they were growing extremely fast. So they were seeking to getting into the bottling industry and getting their drinks to other consumers. Unfortunately, with the competition of the bottling industry, there were a lot of copycats that tried to imitate this successful drink. We see at this time imitators by the name of Coca-Nola and Ma Coca Co coming out. And just those names are hilarious that they're not even shying away from the fact that they are deliberately trying to copy Coca-Cola entirely by the name, the style of the bottling. They were mimicking the exact same style at the time. It wasn't the, the style of bottle we know today. It was just a, a straight edge bottle that had this um, German green was the color of the glass and an embossing of Coca-Cola just in plain text on the side. Other copy, copycats were doing that, and it was getting hard for consumers to distinguish between the name brand and these knockoff brands. And so Coca-Cola was in trouble because they were trying to find a way to distinguish their bottle from all of these copycats and trying to move away from that. So we fast forward just six years later to 1906. We see the introduction of a diamond shape label. Now, Coca-Cola was valid in trying to find a way to break away from these trends and move on to something new that would be recognizable. So they introduced this diamond shaped label that simply just had its Coca-Cola logo in the center and you know fancy drawings all around it but 
really looked nice. Um, and they put it on this brownish bottle, um, typical of the kind of the shape of you'd see in a beer bottle. Uh, but the problem was that when these drinks were in barrels full of ice water, trying to keep these drinks cool, that water would cause that label to fall off and just completely separate from the bottle. So not only are you trying to separate yourself as a brand, you're failing at doing so because literally your branding is falling off. And so consumers just didn't even recognize the bottle entirely. Not to mention, let's talk about the competitors for a moment. Despite their efforts, competitors like Coca-Cola were creating imitated labels, that diamond label. And again, they were chasing after them, causing even more challenges. So by 1912, Harold Hirsch, Coca-Cola's lead attorney, pleaded for some sort of distinctive packaging that would protect the brand. He felt that if they had some sort of distinctive packaging that would separate themselves from the competition, that they could protect themselves for the future. This was illustrated when he said in his own words, quote, we are not building Coca-Cola alone for today. We are building Coca-Cola forever. And it is our hope that Coca-Cola will remain the national drink to the end of time. He was desperate. He wanted Coca-Cola to last for the future. He still wanted a job. So a challenge was issued and 10 glass companies across the U.S. received a challenge to develop a, quote, bottle so distinct that you would be able to recognize it if you felt it in the dark or lying broken on the ground. So receiving a, a design brief like that, that is pretty daunting. And so with that, the competition was on. The winner of this competition was the Root Glass Company based out of Terre Haute, Indiana. The company had formed a team of five men whose names were CJ and William Root, Alexander Samuelson, Earl Dean, and Clyde Edwards. Three of these guys were told to go to the library and start researching some sort of design inspiration that could help with this bottle. Samuelson, Dean, and Edwards discovered a cocoa bean and were inspired by the shape of it as well as the ribs there on the bean. So they ended up beginning drawings and came up with the iconic bottle shape that we know today with its curves and ribbed designs that we know so well. Later, these designs were shown to the company. They were immediately loved and a patent was filed in 1915 for that unique ribbed and curved design. It is interesting, though, to note that when the patent was submitted, they did it without the embossed Coca-Cola script lettering on the bottle. The reason they did that was to protect the secrecy of the design and ultimately the Coca-Cola company. So they kept it to just the generic bottle shape. Production began in 1916, but... Bottlers 
around the company were very hesitant to switch. Now, Coca-Cola couldn't have one main factory that would produce all these bottles. It was impossible. They had to commission 20 plus companies to make and bottle these drinks enable to make it easier to distribute. So it ended up being difficult for these bottlers. They were very reluctant to change the way that they were bottling just because of the significant expense of changing their glass stock. Ultimately, what convinced them to change and switch their inventory to this curved bottle was national advertising. The company put the advertising out and used that platform to gain momentum for bottling companies that were utilizing that stock and eventually it was adopted. Most bottlers embraced that distinctive bottle design by 1920. So it took about four years to completely transition to where most of their bottles were this design. Now, how in the world did a bottle design a little over a hundred years ago continue to remain in force till today? Even today, Coca-Cola has shifted from glass bottles to, yes, they have aluminum cans, but they've created aluminum bottles that are literally in the shape of this iconic bottle design. So it still stands today and is extremely recognizable. But really what did it is not necessarily the design, but from marketing from Coca-Cola I mean, we know of classic ads that we see all over the place of Coca-Cola with the polar bear and Santa Claus and like these iconic images as well as free marketing really that bolstered the drink to the the cultural icon that it is today. During the time you would see actors, actresses, mu- musicians drinking coca-cola even presidents of the united states drinking coca-cola and it was just became a a very common part of society so there's a few things that we can learn about the design of this bottle we learned that yes coca-cola's bottles timeless it's an enduring design that stands the test of time but why it's because they've stuck to that shape they set themselves apart from the competition and position themselves in a way that, like that quote I had stated earlier, it was a bottle that could be felt in the dark and you would know exactly what it is. They set out to find something that would be known across countries of what kind of a drink it is. And beyond those aesthetics was just the cultural impact too. Coca-Cola positioned their bottle in a way that was more than just a drink. It became a part of a way of life. Coca-Cola did what it wanted to do. It is still the drink of America. And from that time to even now, it's a drink that's not expensive and that everyone can be a part of. You can see those that are even rich and famous drinking a Coke and those that are maybe of lower income in society 
also drinking the same drink. It truly set up a pattern to where drinks today have followed and has truly stood the test of time. And that concludes the final episode for this year. I'll see you again the first Wednesday of 2024. And that's our dive. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow the channel, leave a rating or review, and share this podcast with others. But until next year, keep learning, stay inspired, and remember, design is all around us. See ya.